We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! You know, the beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right, away back. Off the pole, Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one. That's about a thousand, dude. That's baseball, baby. Help us. Please, somebody help us. The Fan. Yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Vanessa on them with some counterfeits, but now I'm... Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. Soon to be first hour of the Hot Corner. We'll do 8 to 10 in a couple weeks. But for now, we're in the second hour. Mike Lynch is out. He be in Vegas. He be probably drinking. Yeah, right. He's probably like an Overwatch fest. Right? I mean, let's be real here. Mike's probably like drinking and boozing at a Overwatch live party. Maybe. Uh, I mean, that might be fun as long as the booze is involved. Yeah, that might be fun. I watch that stuff. I, my eyes can't keep up. Neither can I. Yeah, I saw it on, what was it, on the Ocho the other day or something? And I was like, oh, Mike likes this. I'll, I'll take a peek at this, see what's going on. You know, I know I don't know this game. I've never played it before. I don't really know how to play video games, period. But uh, <laughs> but I'll take a peek at this. And I was like, I don't have no idea what's going on. Like, how do you even play? Oh, God, if I know. It's like advanced Super Smash Buttons. Did you ever play Super Smash Buttons? I mean, Super Smash <laughs> Brothers. Uh, yeah, I played Smash Brothers. For Every sure. time I ever saw Smash Brothers getting played, it always felt like someone was just, you know, I'm going to try to hold this... Uh, remote and see if it does anything for you on on the air but i was just felt it was like <laughs> like the whole time like you just Uh-oh, see you kids just put on their... cinemax or cinemax <laughs> on the tv in there you just see kids just pounding on this controller staring at a television it's like yeah you're literally just punching <laughs> buttons like there's no way that's an actual mm. combo oh yeah dude i did upright up up down down left right a b b b c select select bam killed him well you know if uh there was any sort of video game activities going down in Vegas, Mike would maybe lay some coin down on it. He, he did bet on some uh, soccer while he was there. He popped his sports gambling cherry and uh, bet on a draw to happen. He bet on a draw? Yeah, I don't know who the teams were, but he bet for a draw to happen between them, and he was right. He was right? <laughs> yes. It's like, Are you serious? That's, to me, that's like one of the most Mike Lynch 
things to happen. Like, mm, well, my first bet ever is going to be on soccer. I'm going to bet on a draw. Very calculated, very <laughs> measured, and right. Wow. I wonder <laughs> how much money he made. I think he won like 22 bucks or something oh, what? like that. Yeah, he bet. I, I want to say it was like 5 or $10. He sent the ticket to Rop and Souk, and they were talking about it on primetime the other day. But he tweeted out the game that he bet on. Yeah, you know, like the big screen at the sports yeah, book yeah. there. And, uh, yeah, he's like, taking Barnley versus West Hamfield or whatever for the draw. And I was like, here we go. You got Buckle s- up, Mike. You got so close to actually calling those teams by I their real know. names. I know. It's Burnley. <laughs> Barnley. <laughs> uh, and it's West Ham United. <laughs> you got close. But it wasn't West Ham because they got destroyed by Liverpool because, duh, am I right, am I right, am I right, am I right, am I right? I would say go Liverpool right now, but I just showed my soccer prowess right there, so. That's all right. The Liverpool wagon is open and ready for a business. Speaking of somebody who is not open and ready for business, uh, Felix Hernandez, for the first time in his entire career, let me repeat that, entire career, came out of the bullpen last night. Or that is where he lives now. Didn't do too bad. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, it's, uh, gosh, I feel I'm just upset for him. Because he gets the best years when they have uh, SE offense mm-hmm. and can't get anything from them. And then he finally gets a competent offense yep. and can't stay healthy and can't pitch anymore and completely falls apart and goes to the bullpen. It's just like, really? That's a bummer, man. Yeah, I was looking at this. Between 06 and 15, he had over 30 starts. I mean, he's made a lot of money, and he's won a Cy Young. He's been impressive, but it just sucks that at this point when the Mariners somewhat need him at his best, he's like, listen, I've I've been giving it to you guys for the last five, six years. I don't have it anymore, all right? right? I'm sorry. I wish I could. I'm doing my best here. Throw me the bullpen, see what I can do. Um, and it's it's unfortunate. It's like, damn, the Mariners finally got that offense, finally got the bats going. And if they just had a one or two more starter pitches, and they have Felix, and it's just not Felix anymore. Well, he's on pace to have the most he was on pace to have the most games started since uh twenty fifteen. Well, and, and that's great. I mean, that's been the problem the last yeah, couple of years is staying on the bump. Just hasn't been healthy. Uh, but he was demoted to the bullpen. I mean, he's rocking a five six two ERA. Yeah. Um, he has given up. Let's see. Only in 06 and 07 when he had thirty starts. It's probably his like first two years yeah, in the majors. His, his second and third year. Okay, second and third. All right. He has given up twenty one home runs. He is on pace to definitely give up more than that. Uh, the most home runs he gave up is a tie between fifteen and twenty fifteen and uh, let me look at this. Again. Let me see the last year already. that he played a full season and oh six. So his second year and then the last year that he played a full season. Mm-hmm. But in the year that he gave up twenty three home runs in twenty fifteen, he still only had a three five three ERA. Yeah, and I expected that. I I the reason why you were saying twenty fifteen from a two one four the year before. God, yeah, exactly. So kind of a drop off, but he lost the Cy Young to Corey Kluber that year. <laughs> okay, Patrick. Well, I just remember because I was on this show saying he should win it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, like I said, it's just kind of a bummer for him at this point. Uh, you know, hopefully he shines in the bullpen. Yeah, I, mean, I hope it really works out and he goes to the bullpen. And if the Mariners can 
Like I said, I think they're done. I'm yeah. going to stand by that because I can't really flip-flop from what I said about an hour ago. Um, but if it would be awesome if they sent him to the bullpen. They could get starting pitching going, and if they made a run and Felix was a big part of helping close out games and yeah. holds and stuff like that, that'd be so awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's catching a break because Paxton went on the DL today. And so he's so, right back in the so starting lineup. So he's back lineup, in the yeah. starting lineup. Um, so that's kind of a hookup for him, but I imagine that's got to be brutal on him. Yeah, mentally. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it. It's like, damn, I suck so bad that I had to go to the bullpen, and now because one of their top guys is injured, I have to come back, but I shouldn't be there because I I should sucks. already have been there. Yeah, yeah, I suck so bad. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> at, like, games played and games started. 31-31-30-30-31-31-34-34-34-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-33-
Yeah, he doesn't get there. He's fourth active in strikeouts, 41st career. 41st all-time, rather. R.I.P. Felix Hernandez. Oh, you're doing it, huh? Yeah, I think that's the moral of this story. Poor sad. guy. You know it's sad but true. I think Godsmack said it. And <laughs> no, that wasn't Godsmack. That was probably Metallica, I think. I'm going to go with Limp Biscuit. I think it was Metallica. Uh, coming on the uh, Better You Today text line, 55305, I do like this. It's the baseball equivalent of Tony Romo not being able to stay healthy once they put a possible Super Bowl roster around him. It's kind of true. This is the best Mariner team we've seen since 2001, and they're not even that good. Yeah, honestly, I might agree with that last text, and I'm a Cowboy fan. There were some good teams around him the last, you know, for his whole career, but honestly, the last few years was probably the best opportunity, and yeah, Roma was just dying on the field. Oof. <sighs> Bummer, man. R.I.P. We loved you, Felix. Thanks for being great. You'll go down as a legend in Mariner history. Uh, when we come back, uh, the there is a team in the National League West. We're in heavy West Coast today that uh, is in an Uber free fall. And I wish Mike was here because he would appreciate it as much as I do. Uh, but we'll bash on that next. We'll do that on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Patrick Harris, Joe Fisher behind the glass tonight. 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Days are getting shorter. You know what that means? Oh, and in two weeks, we're going to hit it. That's Hot Corner After Dark, baby. Hot Corner After Dark. It's my favorite time of the year. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've been sitting in this dark room. With Mike Knight here, I just leave the lights off. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, Big Suit just turned the lights off as he left. Right. Yeah. Nobody knows I exist. So so short. Couldn't see you back there behind the computer and just flick the light off. Yeah, right. Did you really just make a short joke at me, Joe? I'm sorry. You're not that much taller than me. Eh, I'm a six-footer, baby. A doc- really? A doctor told me. A medical professional told me at last my last checkup that I was six foot even. Damn it. Shoes off, dude. Put that in the in the Tinder bio. I'm five six and a half, so I tell people I'm five seven. Yeah, I was super proud because it's been like five ten and three quarters, five eleven my whole life, and all this. And so I just went in there. And I'm like, okay, let's get this over. And she's like, all right, all right, Mr. Fisher, six feet even. And I'm like, wait, what? Hold Say on, let again. me record this real Say quick. Uh, now I'm going to the gym and learning how to dunk a basketball. That's right. Uh, I'm five seven, otherwise known as four nineteen. <laughs> I'm an inch away from getting high. I saw that today. People who are five foot eight are actually four foot twenty. I was like, oh, <laughs> nice stoner method. Damn Reddit. It's like, don't think that's how it works, yeah. but sure. What do you call a hippie's wife? Uh, I don't know. Mississippi. <laughs> I know that P1 Jesse will appreciate that. Ding. I love it. I love it. Hey, man, I'm full of bad jokes. Uh, speaking of bad jokes, it's actually kind of a funny joke. I'm getting off on it. Uh, that might be a good one. Mark? Going to check it out. Uh, uh, the Dodgers, the Los Angeles Doyers, as my Padre buddy likes to say, uh, are in a complete free fall right now for they have lost the last five in a row. It's uh, tied 0-0 in the fourth with the, with the uh, Gigantes right now. And uh, they have won three games in the last... Two and a half weeks, something like that. 
three out of their last 11. That's pretty bad, right? And uh, I think the biggest problem they got is they have no manager and their bullpen is hot garbage. Uh, Nothing makes me more excited than seeing the Los Angeles Dodgers fail. I don't know why. And I think it's because Mike and I have no idea why they're good. Well, you know me. I think their third baseman is a bum. Um, He plays shortstop right now. Sorry. Wherever he's playing, he's a bum. (laughs) He's not even that good. Was never really that good. Um, yeah, you, you know, he's, he's hitting not very good for the Dodgers. I know he did not start out well. Uh, um, yeah, he's hitting like 255 right now for the Dodgers. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. He had like, I saw, I heard this last night. He had like a, a nine, like a 980 OPS in Baltimore. And now he's like 760. Good. And I was just like, woof. He's batting 318, 319 in Baltimore. He's batting 255 in LA. I'm trying to remember if it was two weeks ago that you were here. I asked in uh, fair or foul um, at this point, are the Cubs and Dodgers the only threats in the NL? It could have been last week that I asked Mike this. I said, looking at all the teams in the National League that are fighting him, and you got the NL West where you got, I mean, the Rockies, Diamondbacks. Um, and then you've got in the ANL East, you've got the Phillies and the Braves and the Central, you got the Brewers and Cubs. Um, and, but I thought I was like, you know, Dodgers, they were there last year. Mm-hmm. And then the Cubs are probably the best team in the NL. Yep. I was like, so those would probably be your only two threats at this point. Right, Mike? And Watch out for the Phillies. Joking. Said no one ever. Best home record in the NL. I will say that after Gabe Kapler got booed in his first home game, they now have the best home record in the National League. So he's treated those Philly fans to quite a quite a nice year anyways um but yeah he said those would be the only two threats and i agreed with them and at this point i think you could say that the cubs are the only real threat at the nl the way that the dodgers have been playing i would agree i heard uh some dodgers pundits saying that brian dozier is the better trade than manny machado <laughs> and it was like oh goodness gracious i mean at this point yes i mean if you want to look at it as you know as a whole you're probably going to say that manny machado is the better player but then again they gave him uh the ransom for that. So, uh, Dave Roberts, they are killing Dave Roberts right now. Although, before we get into that, Manny Machado is 11 of 48 in the month of August. Whoa. That's a 229 average. That's not good. Zero home runs. He has yet to hit a home run in a Dodger uniform. Are you sure he's not on the Orioles still? <laughs> it's like, dang it, why do I get to a good team and I suck? This is driving me nuts. Yeah, I would have liked to see what the Orioles uh, would have been like if he was playing like that all season for Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, man. They might be like 100 games. It was like the, yeah, he was literally the only one doing anything for them in that first part of the season. And the Orioles win tonight for their seventh win of the season as it is August 15th. <laughs> Good for them. Thanks for all you 36 people that came out to the park tonight. Home game at Oakland. <laughs> uh. The biggest thing that I've been noticing with this Dodger kind of free fall is Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts is taking the most heat for it, and I think it's because of his bullpen management. Now, the reality is, is that bullpen is not very good. It's not very good. And Kenley Jansen almost died, so he's on the DL. And every single other dude in the bullpen is afraid to take the rock. And because of that, Dave Roberts is taking the heat. Uh, I don't really like the names in that bullpen so that's a big problem i don't know if it's all his fault but now he's got these guys who were starters 
that are now in the bullpen because Walker Bueller is now starting games. And Kenta Maeda is in the bullpen, along with Ross Stripling, who was a huge success story in the beginning of the year. And I think this team is in very, 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 very scary territory. And I'm cool with that. I'm super cool with that. They get a lot of dudes on the DL, but yeah, I don't care about that. This team is supposed to go to the World Series. This team was supposed to win the World Series last year. And now they can't even win games. I mean, they they right now they sit two games behind the Diamondbacks. They can't beat the Rockies. They can't beat they can't beat anybody. They're they're letting they're basically letting the Giants hang around. Giants are only five games back in the division. The the NL wildcard race has the potential to get pretty wild towards the end. You want to talk about the AL West? Just look at the NL wildcard race. I'm pretty sure there's like six, seven teams that are within five games of the final spot. Yeah, you got five teams. Pirates and Giants are Pirates, Giants, and Nationals are all six. Nationals are six and a half out, and there's a steep drop-off after that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if if six games is enough for you, then you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams still alive. And if you're the Dodgers, you're sitting in the middle of that pack. If I'm the Dodgers, I don't want to play the Phillies. I don't want to play the Brewers. I don't want to play the Rocket, the Car- Rockies. <clears throat> Cardinals won their seventh in a row tonight. Booyah. And I don't want to play the the Giants just because of rivalry's sake. And right. I don't want to play the Nationals. I'm pretty sure they just won two out of three against the Dodgers. They're playing right now. So, I don't know. I haven't checked the score. I think it was scoreless the last time. Yeah, I think it's still 0-0 in the fourth. So, two, they won the first two against the Dodgers. Man, I think the reality is I think this team sucks. I don't think they suck. They're just not playing well, as good as they did the last two years. Because you guys didn't. You guys have been the biggest proponents of the Dodgers are not as good as the as they've been playing. They're because they're just not. And I think that what you're seeing is what you guys have thought all along is a mediocre team. Yeah, with some big names on their team because they play in L.A. That's not good enough. That's not good enough for me. Matt Kemp is batting 279, and that's your team leader. I mean, Justin Turner is, but he hasn't played enough to count. When Brian Dozier is, like, the best player on your team right now, that's pathetic. By the way, Machado, two for two tonight. Who? Manny Machado. Machado. Machado about nothing. Bam! Got it. Send it. I'm good with it. Uh, I don't know if this team makes the playoffs, to be honest with you. I really don't know. And I'm kind of excited about that. And by kind of, I mean, like, I'm really excited about it. If the Dodgers don't make the playoffs, Dave Roberts goes down. Manny Machado doesn't re-sign. Whatever, he wasn't going to re-sign anyway. Yeah, they're in big trouble. Indians-Cubs still alive in the World Series. That's exciting to me. I don't know about y'all. Uh, when we come back, we have Fair or Foul, also known as Fourth, which is one of my absolute favorite things, and we'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner, Portland sports leader. We do this every single Wednesday night. But first, here's Joe with sports. <laughs>
with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 8.35. We do this at the uh, bottom of the second hour every single week. This is Fair or Foul. I turn this over to our fantastic producer, Joseph Fisher. What up? All right, so let's get this going. From today, uh, Ronald Asunia has literally been hitting everything out of the park. They're comparing him to Mickey Mantle and uh, Hank Aaron. Sure, eight games will do that. Um, eight home runs in eight uh, eight games, including two <clears throat> excuse me two leadoff home runs in the last two games against the Marlins, which led to. Uh, and let me get the name correct here. Jose Urania for the Marlins, right, Ander? Well, he wanted to make sure that Ronald Osuna did not get a leadoff home run today. So what did he do with his first pitch? He hit him with a 97 and a half mile per hour fastball. Think. And that also happened to be Urania's fastest first pitch ever thrown in a start. So, oh, Fun fact there. Hello. Yeah. So that obviously led to a brawl. Uh, Asunia had to leave the game as well. Saw that. Um, so Urania, whatever the amount of suspension is, it should be the largest. Fair or foul. It should be the largest for a pitcher hitting a player ever. Um. Usually in these kind of things, should they get a suspension, they usually get five games. Right. Um, miss a start or two. Miss a start. Uh. Are you asking should it or will it? Should it? Should it? Uh, Give me me both. Okay. Will it? Absolutely not. No. He'll get five games. He'll miss a start. I mean, hell, he might even only get fined, too. Who knows? Should it, I think, is a little tough um, because I've seen more egregious things uh, from pitchers than this. So I will say foul. I'll say foul as well. I think it should be, honestly. I mean, that's... When you drilled the dude. It's a blatant first pitch drilling 98 mile per hour and injuring a dude. I mean, yeah, you've seen it a lot where guys are able to walk it off, but he had to leave and he had to exit. And, you know, some people will say, uh, suspend him for as long as Asuni has injured for. Yeah. Um, but, dude, that, that's total Bush League. That's about as bad as it gets. I understand in the seventh inning, eighth inning, or something like that later mm. in the game, if he's already homered, and I understand he's been working them, but it's, come on. I'm all for the game regulating itself. I don't feel like that's a Marlins manager telling him to do that. That's a rogue. That's him going on his own doing that and for it. Agreed. Mattingly didn't tell him to do that. Yeah, because um, of that, suspend his ass as long as it, he needs to be. I'm I'm all for baseball regulating itself. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about the sport of baseball. Uh, however, this is just a dumb, dumb thing to do. You know, I'm all about unwritten rules. I like unwritten rules. That's, you know, story time with Uncle Patrick talking right there. Yeah. Uh, But there's no excuse. There's no reason to drill him because he's hitting home runs. Exactly. If you don't want him to hit home runs, don't let him hit home runs. That is, to me, not an unwritten rule where it's like if he's hit off, uh, lead off home runs in the last two, three games, you got to plunk him. Yeah, and And now you drill him, and I'm coming out there to whoop you. Yeah, and let's face it. I mean, you want... If you have a guy that's on a streak on a roll like that and is having people kind of tune in and pay attention a little bit more, the last thing you want him to do is miss some games. Right. This guy's on a tear right now. And now he missed today's game. Who knows if he'll miss the next. So that's, yeah, I'm not, I personally think whatever, yeah, the record is for hitting a player, top it by a game. Marlins suck. Yes, they do. 
Uh, and from one sucky team to another. Yes. My Orioles. Bad team edition. I love um, it. Uh, like I told you during the commercial break, I'm wearing my Orioles hat to commemorate us going down 50 games on the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, Man. But. But. 50 games. And as much as people like to talk about how bad the Orioles are, fair or foul, the Kansas City Royals are only a half game better than the Orioles. Ooh. Um, well. The American League Central is atrocious. I was thinking about this today. The Cleveland Indians are in first place in the American League Central. Did you know that there are five teams with a better record in the American League than the Cleveland Indians? Yeah. And the Cleveland Indians have a 12-game lead. Uh, You got all three of the AL West teams and both the AL East teams. Yep, Yep, yep. And the Indians have the worst record, yet they are 12 games ahead. I, I saw, don't even think Boston is that far ahead of New York. Saw that last night, and I was like, how is Seattle one of the best records, but not going to, oh, because of the Indians. Because the Indians kind of That might suck. not last long, though. Um, so. so if the Twins are 12 games back, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if the or- if the Royals were that bad. Or foul. I'm going to go with fair to give a little love to the Oriole clan. <laughs> Wow, thank you. I, we feel so much better over here that the Royals are just a half game better than us. That yeah. is fair. That's so, crazy. That is how the mighty have fallen. We were talking about Felix earlier and how Felix is now in the pen. The Royals went to back-to-back World Series less than the number of fingers I have on my hand. Yeah, when did they win it? Uh, six, 15. They lost in 14, won in 15, Cubs That's 16, right. Astros 17. Wow. Indians 18. That's baseball, though, man. Yeah. It comes at you fast. Yeah, I mean, the only person they have on that team still is Alcides Escobar and Sal Perez. Yeah, basically. I think that's it. I can think of, yeah. Well, they still got Alex Gordon in the outfield, but, you know, he'll be uh, there. All right. He'll be there on to our last one because we're up against it. Um, we are an AL American League show here. You are an Indians fan. Mike's Yankees. I'm Orioles, as we all know. Yep. Um, so we like touting the AL. Um, you know, um, and they have quite some offensive juggernauts on their team or in that league. Um, but is it fair or foul? There are zero teams with a hundred run differential or more in the national league. Whereas the American league has four. So there are four teams. What you're saying is there's four teams in the American league that have an over 100 run differential. Possibly, yes. And that, is it that, that the I National believe. League has zero? So it's kind of, I guess, a two, a combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to figure out one to figure out the other. No. Hmm. I mean, I just looked at it, and, like, the Nationals are six and a half back from the wild card. And they are, like, eight games behind Cleveland. Run um, differential. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with fair on this. I'm going to say the National League is that bad. And that is fair to say. Nice. Not one team has an above 100 run differential in the National League. The closest is going to be the Atlanta Braves with plus 97. Who knows? Maybe with a Ronald Asunia home run or two today, that could have uh, pushed them over the edge. Bunch of jerks in Miami, I tell you that. Bunch of jerks. So get this. You got the Braves, the next best run differential in the National League. Los Angeles Dodgers, 92-plus runs. Uh, and then the Cubs, who I, I think we can agree are the best team in the National League at 90-plus runs. In the AL, uh, you have 
131 differential for the Indians, 135 for the Yankees, 202 for the Astros, Whoa. and then 211 for the Boston Red Sox. I can't wait for the Red Sox to lose in the first round. Such a huge drop-off, though, between the Indians and the next closest team. So 131 for the Indians, next closest 65 for the Athletics. Whoa, whoa. And that's funny because they're leading the crap teams. Yeah. And it's like a 60-run, 70-run differential. So, yeah, National League is, uh, I mean, not putting up as much runs or they're just closer games, obviously, more competitive, and which I think you can say is the case this year in the National League for sure with uh, the NL East, NL West, and with the Brewers basically maintaining the lead in the NL Central for a lot of the season been pretty competitive i guess you could say not Ameri- that they're crappy right it's just competitive. more competitive american league reigns supreme and that's how we like to do it all right thank you joe that is fair or foul we do that at the bottom of the second hour every single wednesday soon to be at 9 30 as we do switch from 8 to 10 in two weeks when we come back we'll wrap this bad boy up and call it an evening this is the hot corner on 1080 the fan This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Joe, it's safe to say it's pretty dark outside. Yeah, I really can't see you. Uh, The only thing I can see is like the left side of your face because it's illuminated from the screen on the computer. So does it make me dark and mysterious? It it does a little bit. I'm a little spooked. Still single, ladies. (laughs) Still single. Uh, Beers on Us podcast episode four drops tomorrow around four o'clock. Mike and I discuss uh, how to get crappy beer drinkers to get to start drinking good beer. Pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. Um, describe, if you will. Oh, uh, basically, we without de- without giving away segments and topics and too much, you know, what do you mean exactly? Basically, we discuss why people that drink American domestic lagers, i.e. Coors Light and Bud Light, how to start drinking craft beer that tastes the same, but is actually locally produced. See, it's like the, it's I have the same problem, but the complete opposite, which I think is good. I like to drink craft beer, so whenever I have a Coors Light or Bud Light or anything like that, it's very hard to drink because it's so bad. Yeah. Like yeah. I've, it's literally been, I, and I think it is a conditioning thing. I think mm-hmm. it's a bunch of uh, drinking when you're 16, 17, 18, 19, and you're yep. just trying to get racks. Yep. So, um, yeah, we just kind of discuss for the most part, you know, somebody that does enjoy beer, but, you know, is kind of hesitant. Stubborn. To get, yeah, hesitant to get in the craft scene. We kind of just discuss routes you can go and how to bring people into the craft scene. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, we talk light beer, we talk ant, we talk multi beer, we talk dark beer. Um, it's kind of all over the board. It's just, uh, yeah. Not to repeat something I said last week, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Uh, Bailey's Tap Room. Yeah, Been, downtown. Uh, went there for the first time a couple Sundays ago. Mike's never heard of it. Oh, really? Um, and I don't. It's like I, a top five beer joint in this town. See, that's what I was. That's what I thought. I a coworker at the other job told me, "Oh, you gotta go. They've got great beers on tap, and, and was, you can get Mexican food from Santeria across the street, which uh, is also the kitchen for Mary's. You know, met, one of the most legendary strip clubs in Portland. I wish I would have known. Yeah, Mary's is right there, bro. 
Yeah, by the end of uh, my my beers, I was definitely pretty hungry. But yeah. um, I said if you guys could do it on location at Bailey's, that'd be dope. Bailey's would be fun. Yeah, Bailey's is a great place. I really enjoy going there. Uh, I am I'm watching Three Hundred right now. You're watching Three Hundred now. Earlier, you're yeah. watching Shawshank. Shawshank might be a top five movie of all time. I don't want to admit it. It's pretty good. <laughs> no, it's not that it's good. It's that I don't want to admit that I've never seen it. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, it's like a three-hour movie. Yeah, you should check yourself before you wreck yourself. It's also like a 75-page book by Stephen King. Here he's all right. Yeah. Here he read some good books. But it's not a horror movie, which yeah. is funny why it says Stephen King written. Well, I'm trying to think of another movie that he's done that wasn't horror. Um, Green Mile? Yeah. That was him, wasn't it? Yep. Another movie I haven't seen, but I know that was from him. Oh, that was a good movie. It's got Tom Hanks, so you know it's good. Michael Clark Duncan. That's right. That's who the big black guy is in that movie. Sam Sam Rockwell's in it, too. You like Sam Rockwell? Yeah, I haven't seen Shawshank, though. I am probably one of the worst when it comes to not seeing great movies. Dude, Morgan Freeman's in it. I know. I mean, he hasn't had the best, like, five months. You know What's wrong with him? Uh, just some accusations. No! Don't take Morgan Freeman from me. I know. No! I know. I don't believe it. Innocent until proven guilty. This is America. Hey, you just have to Google it. I just saw the like headline or something on Twitter. And I was like, oh, no. No, <laughs> I'm not going to look it up. Yeah, I didn't look into it much further. because. Damn I'll, you yeah. for even telling me. Yeah, sorry to bum you out there, brother. I did enjoy on. I keep seeing on Reddit. Another person comes forward. About Tom Hanks' accusations that once again he is extremely nice to everyone. <laughs> it's like, yes, all right, we got a winner here. We still got somebody. Breaking news Leonardo DiCaprio, a good guy. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. What? That's the best plot twist since Frozen. <laughs> Frozen really got you, huh? Let it go, man. Is that part of the top five with Shashi? <laughs> <laughs> that twist, man. Yeah, it's I did uh, not see that coming. Uh, number five is Shawshank. Number four is Frozen. <laughs> number three is uh, uh, Super Troopers. Number two, When Harry Met Sally. And number one is definitely The Empire Strikes Back. That's actually kind of close to my top five favorite say, movies. Uh, top. I was gonna say if that's your first one, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Well, Empire's one and Mean Girls is two. Mean Girls is two. Yeah, dude, that movie's dope. That is a great movie, but I don't know if I've ever thought it would be considered in someone's top five. Oh, yeah, Other man. than a 25 to 30-year-old woman at this point. Uh, you know, I like 25 to 30-year-old women. Maybe 20 I'm just... to 30, I'll say. I'm, I'm giving the, the young ones not much of the benefit of the doubt. Uh, maybe it's just, uh, you know, research. Four women that are 25 to 30 that enjoyed that movie growing up. Mean Chick is, or uh, Mean Girls is a great movie. I will agree with you. That is fantastic. Hilarious. Uh, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows is great. Halfway through the movie, he just has his arm in a cast. That's (laughs) hilarious. I feel like that's high school. You know, like you forget, oh, yeah, the principal did break his hand one year. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I like that. Oh, hell no. I did not grow up on the south side for this. Breaks the fire alarm. <laughs> Everybody, gymnasium now. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. Yeah, dude, I love that movie. Here, let's answer some questions. <laughs> I don't know if I can even say what she says. Uh, probably not. 
let's. We He's should like, probably, all right, I can't do this, S. Someone yeah, we, else, please. We should probably hold on to that. Oh, man, I'm watching a preview for this movie called Meg, The Meg. Okay. That might be one of those kind of guilty pleasures where, like, you see the commercial and trailer, like, that looks so bad, but it's got Jason Statham in it. Right? Like, so they, they, they convinced him. You can't tell me that Statham is that far off the edge now. No, he's not. He really isn't. I have a lot of respect for Jason Statham. I think everybody should after watching the Transporter movies. Yeah. And I want let's look at the cast of that real quickly before we head out here because Jason Dude. Statham I know is in it. There are some other good names in there. Rain Wilson. Thank Dwight from The Office. That's right. He is in it. Right? Dwight Schrute. He's a smart guy. Assistant uh, regional manager. Yeah. Assistant to the regional manager. Uh, Cliff Curtis, he is on uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, he's in it. Ah, uh, I think I, um, Brownskin? Yep, he's he's the dad. Gotcha. He dies. Spoiler alert! <laughs> that movie, that show sucks. It so. is really bad. <laughs> um, although it's actually getting better, but the beginning is brutal. Um, yeah, and then there's this Bing Bing Lee. She hot. The Hot Super Corner, fly. live from the Megalodon premiere. <laughs> uh, it's just the Meg. The Meg. Whenever I hear that, I just envision a giant shark swimming around with Meg's face from a uh, family guy. <laughs> it's like the pink hat and Meg's face. I think, a giant shark. I think the New York back. Times said it's Jurassic Park and Jaws on steroids. Sign me up. Looks a little bit more like the Sharknado. Right. Demographic. By the way, Bing Bing Lee. Whew. Whew. A babe. Babe. Hot babe. Bing Bing. Bing Bing Lee. Or Lee Bing Bing. I can't tell. Well, doesn't matter. I'll be seeing her in the Meg later this week. <sighs> yeah, ditto on that. Woo. Holla for a dollar. All right. Next week, we'll be live at Big Owls in Beaverton for the Dirt and Sprague fantasy football draft that we like to do every single week so either come on out or listen on the radio and uh it always is a pretty good time like i said beers on us podcast drops tomorrow around four o'clock you can find that on itunes google play or the 1080thefan.com website uh mike will be back next week kind of but it'll mostly just be me it'll be fantasy football heavy but in two weeks we'll go uh from seven to nine we'll move to eight to ten so keep that on your charts but also catch the coaches show with Mario Cristobal Wednesdays from 7 to 8. We'll come on right after that. Uh, thank you, Joe, for sitting in with us. For Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. Like I'm going to go see the Meg. Have to. Bing, bing, Lee, baby. Bing, bing, Lee.